dust in the wind exactly a little it's called travis picking people always say it sounds like dust in the wind oh, wow. that was called travis picking and it's a style of bluegrass finger style that they wow. popular popularized you know very nice landslide is another example and it's in c which is the same key oh wow okay so that's the theme song. Hey, everybody, I got a special treat for you today. Listeners of the Noel Castler podcast, I got a holiday bonus issue uh, episode with my man, Ethan Hershenfeld. Ethan and I go way back in the comedy scene. You know, we work the clubs together. And it makes it sound like we both graduated to headlining Vegas, which is right. not the case. But, you know, we came out of the same kind of, you know, little group of comedians and had a lot of great nights together uh, trying to make people laugh. And Ethan always appealed to me because he's a very smart guy, as you're about to hear. He went to Harvard. He won't brag about that. I do every time. Ethan and I did a show in Cape Cod together this summer. And that's you were probably heading back to New York for a gig. But I was like, hey. <laughs> You know, that guy went to Harvard. And if I went to Harvard, it would be the first thing out of my mouth. So I got to brag on my man. And, uh, you know, we're going to catch up. He's doing a very important benefit on Tuesday night um, for the Georgia Safe and Strong Alliance or Inc. Or he'll let you give you the yes. specifics. Georgia Safe and Strong Inc. Nice. Part of the Georgia Alliance Coalition. And it's happening through MVP. MVP is, is a movement voter project. You can look them up. You go to movement.vote. So it's www.movement.vote. What it is, is we're raising funds to help Reverend Senator Raphael Warnock win in this runoff that's happening a week from Tuesday. So in nine days is the runoff. Well, the voting's already started, of course, but uh, we're doing the, uh, the fundraiser uh, exactly one week before the, uh, the voting is finished. And we're, uh, it's going to be 7 p.m. on um, 7 p.m. Eastern. One of, the, one of the dogs is making some noise on the yoga mat. Um, so 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Um, it's a Zoom. I will, uh, may, we will make the invitation and the link available to you. And the, the cool thing about this event is it's not just going to be someone from MVP, Movement Voter Project, explaining what they're doing for the Georgia Alliance. But there will also be three very funny comedians. We're very excited to have Alonzo Bowden, who will be joining us live. He, you might know him from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, uh, which is an NPR comedy show, that news quiz. He's on that a lot, and he's a headliner nationwide. He's an amazing comedian. Uh, Roy Wood Jr., who you might know from The Daily Show, who's uh, one of the greats. Yeah. Um, his comedy specials, you can see him on Netflix and stuff like that. And then um, our third comedian, Keith Price. Keith, Keith Price. Price, who you might know from Sirius XM. Yeah. Uh, very funny. Uh, also, uh, also funny as, as a stand-up, but also as a host and commentator. Um, so um, Roy Wood Jr. will be either joining us live or through a pre-taped message, which he will be sending me tomorrow. So uh, depending on his schedule, but he'll be part of the show. Uh, so that's what's happening. There's going to be laughs. The whole thing will take less than an hour so you can pop in on zoom anytime between 7 p.m and 8 p.m tuesday night and uh throw in a little cash 
and uh, get some laughs to help uh, Reverend Senator Warnock or Senator Reverend Warnock defeat his challenger, the amazing football player, but uh, underqualified opponent <laughs> to be in the U.S. Senate. To we put it to mildly. Right. I was going to say, does one have to go into the details of why and how and let us count the ways he's unqualified? And also, it's a, it, it's, it makes a mockery of our system and of the Senate, the idea of putting someone in that chamber who really has such a long history of, of lying about his background and just having no qualifications at all for the job. So. Look, yeah, let's get into that. For me, first of all, that the, the event sounds awesome. We'll put the link in the replies when I upload this onto YouTube. You. We'll put it right in the replies. I, I have the link and I'll put it in there cool. and pin it. But so everybody check it out. It's a great yeah. cause. And and if you and if you don't find the link, just go to movement.vote. That's MVP's website, movement.vote, and it'll lead you to that, to the Tuesday That's night awesome. Georgia event. Yeah. And those are great comedians. And you're performing, too. You're hosting and stuff, right? I'm hosting. I'm going to tell a few jokes, but mostly just get the thing going. We're keeping it very brief. That's Everyone's the way to do it. Yeah. Because yeah. people get inundated with this stuff. And, you know, yeah. I went, I did a benefit, as you know, this summer for Adam Schiff. And it was all these, like, top comedians in me, you know? Right. And yeah. I was like, how long am I doing, you know, when I was back in New York? She's like, probably, you know, 15 to 20. I was like, what? 15 to 20, there's like 10 like headliners, you know? Yeah. And when I got there, it was 10 minutes. Everybody got 10 minutes. That was, that was in LA, right? That was in LA at the Improv in Hollywood. Wow. And, and the only guy who went over was Adam Schiff himself, who opened the show with a stand-up set, which was great. No joke, he could have, <laughs> like, he was just on the same level of, you know, a lot of the shows that we've done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and better in some cases, you know? I love it when a politician can actually bring that, like a... Seth Meyers is always pointing out moments when Obama becomes stand-up comedy Obama. Right. He, he'll put the graphic of the brick wall behind him and put a mic in his <laughs> Well, let's get into that because that's a perfect, perfect like analogy because the skill set carries over. Obviously, politics is very serious, but to be an effective politician means you need to be an effective communicator. And if, if your brain works on that level where you can read a room, connect with empathy and find yeah. out where sort of the emotion is in something and then use that as a tool, you know, to convey your rhetoric more effectively, I find it's, it's, it's awesome. And I think anybody would agree, Barack, President Obama is probably the greatest speaker orator in our lifetime. And a lot of the, you know, since, you know, in the modern age of politics, yeah. right? He's a throwback to these great speakers. And a lot of that is his ability to bring humor into the situation. Because as Absolutely. you know, you get people laughing, it's easier to deliver some truths. That's my whole set is, you yeah. know, it all builds up to make these points about immigration and, you know, racism and how bad Trump is and stuff. Right, you know? right. Um, and also there, uh, the, the commonality of a really good politician, a really good comedian of being completely present to the exact yes. moment. So right. something spontaneously occurs and then that becomes a very rich moment for whatever the message is or whatever the joke is in the case of the uh, of the comedian. Well said, yeah, improv and stuff. And, and also getting out of your own way, right? Because being totally present requires a bit of humility, right? You have to think like my preconceived ideas don't need to be superimposed on this situation. The thing right. I've already written, I shouldn't be so attached to. It shouldn't be right. so precious. Let me react to what life has given me, and honestly, you know, and from my point of view. And, well, you know, you're an actor. So that was Meisner, right? I studied moment to moment, you know. It's oh, like, yeah. that helps um, in comedy. 
I was thinking of a photo I saw of Beto O'Rourke talking to some guys who showed up at one of his rallies packing all their guns. Right. <laughs> and I didn't hear what, what was said, but even Beto O'Rourke's physical, uh, his posture, it looked like he was handling it really well. He just looked, he was, he was meeting them, hearing them out. And I guess in some way, ignoring the fact that this, all these people are surrounding him with guns, which is a pretty aggressive message, but uh, he seemed to be dealing with it okay. Excellent point. And he had that classic moment. I don't know if it was in the same exchange where somebody laughed about a school shooting and he goes, you think that's funny, mother effer? You know what oh, I mean? Right. And that kind of like gave him a big surge because people, he reacted like a human being. And, exactly. You know? Like a human. That right. is the key. That right. you, that someone seems like a human. Getting back to Herschel Walker, who I guess he does seem human, but not like the kind of human you want to have. I couldn't believe it. There was that rant he did about about warlocks and werewolves. And, yeah. yeah, that was crazy. And then he had another one I saw recently. I don't know if it was about an animal or about a neighbor. He is really out there. He's yeah. on his own planet. Yeah, I worked with him. You know, he was on Celebrity Apprentice. He was on one of the seasons of Celebrity really? Apprentice. Yeah. And he got fired early on. He got fired, I think, like week seven or something. And, you know, he's punch drunk. Do you know what I'm saying? He's got CTE. I, I'm not a doctor, but it appears right. his brain is not functioning. And he wasn't right. like, you know, probably the smartest guy to begin with. He lied about all his education and stuff. Right. And, you know, even Trump fired him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back then. And, and his, his contest, like, because the show was like, you do these contests and then your team would win that week. And his challenge that he got fired for as a team leader was to bake muffins. Like it was the concept of make, baking cupcakes, right? And they forgot to put sugar when they were making it. They forgot to add sugar, so they didn't taste good. So they came up with the idea that after the fact, they would spread maple syrup over the muffin tops. Okay. And they served it like, and these people were pissed off. Like the company that like they were baking the cupcakes for were wow. actually angry and they wow. fired Herschel. But you know, on a more serious note, for somebody like me who grew up around black excellence, okay, I grew up, you know, my early years were outside of Washington, D.C. in PG County in a neighborhood that was very, you know, multicultural and predominantly African-American. And it was people that were sort of striving. They were getting graduate degrees at the University of Maryland. I grew up right in the shadow of that, you know, and anybody who's lived in the D.C., Maryland, Virginia area knows there's just incredibly smart you know, very well educated, very, you know, concerned and very, you know, expert in their fields, like demographic of people. Right. And if you grow up around that, you're so offended at the cynicism of the Republicans picking a guy that literally Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham have to sit on either side of for a Fox interview because they can't trust him to speak extemporaneously, not that he even knows how. You know, it's offensive to the yeah. idea of black excellence in, in me as somebody who's a huge right. fan of it and whose life is better because of the teachers <laughs> that I've had, you know, right. and the leadership. You know, we were talking about Obama, you know, we're right. in a country with Obama and you're running, you know, Herschel Walker and I'll shut up in a minute. But the next thing about that is as soon as he loses, which he is going to, he's going to lose. We need all the help and, and donate the money because it's, it's not it shouldn't be as close as it is, right? But it's right. still close. The second he loses, Fox News is gonna turn their back on him so quickly and demonize him. They'll roll out the same tropes that they apply 
to black men, right? He's dangerous. He was, they'll, they'll turn on him. They'll pretend like he conned them and he is really just a, another bad black guy. I, I promise you the narrative will shift instantly the, the second he's no longer useful to them. Well, I, I look forward to hearing that from, from <laughs> Fox News in 10 days. Let us hope, let us pray. Um, yeah, um, yeah, no, I simply wanted to say that the um, politics aside, even if you agreed, even if you, even if you agree with the policies that, that the Republican Party is espousing, it's still shameful, the idea that you would be willing to elect a guy who, who is just unqualified. Yeah. Um, so it makes a mockery of the system. Um, let me just say, yeah. oh, by the way, that's Loki in the corner. Loki is now, he turned 15 back in August. Nice. And he's, he's hanging on and he's glad to be joining us today, Loki. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, I just wanted to plug the event one more time. So please join us on the 29th of November, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on Zoom. You will be treated. The other person who's involved in this event, let me mention again, is Roy Wood Jr., incredible comedian. You might know him from The Daily Show. Alonzo Bowden, incredible comedian. You might know him from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me or his headlining around the country. And our third comedian, Oh, <laughs> Richard Price. He was throwing it to me. Keith Price. Keith Price. Keith Price. Keith Price, who you will know from uh, Sirius XM, yeah. from his stand-up. Um, very funny trio of comedians. But the other guy who's involved, who's co-hosting with me, is a guy named Barry Lynn. Yeah, I don't know if you know yeah. Barry Lynn, but I met him through um, the David Feldman Show, which is a podcast I've been doing for a few years. Um, he's a regular guest there. And Barry Lynn was a he's an author he's a uh he's, he was a crusader for the separation of church and state okay so he's a pundit he's he he's been on on the airways uh he's the reverend barry lynn yeah i was gonna say he's a reverend yeah yeah another reverend and we're doing the event for the reverend warnock so the reverend barry lynn very funny guy very smart and um so it's it's a great group of people and so please join us at 7 p.m it's the whole event will, will last less than one hour that's on tuesday night uh November 29th, 7 p.m. Please join us on Zoom. And even if you can't, go to movement.vote. Uh, Noel will post the link. And please make a donation, however small, however large. Even a dollar makes a difference. Some people are asking, like, well, isn't it too close to the election for it to matter? That's why MVP, movement.vote, is giving the money this time directly to Georgia Alliance. So whatever money we raise in this event is going directly to these Georgia-based groups that are getting people to the polls. So it's MVP's whole approach is to find grassroots organizations around the country and work with them because they work directly with the voters, get them to the polls, get the vote out. And they were very instrumental uh, two years ago in helping Warnock and Ossoff win the runoff then. Um, and it's a great organization, movement.vote, MVP. And uh, yeah, please join us. Yeah. And that, you know, those comedians, everything Ethan just said is, is incredibly important. We need Warnock back in the Senate, right? We need that little bit of cushion. So right. you know, get out less, there. less clout for mansion and cinema. Okay, well, that's so we have that one more vote. Those guys will have a little 
a little less sway. hundred percent. It will neutralize the chaos agents and listeners to this podcast. I mean, I've done whole episodes on those guys, you know, they're, they're bad actors, you know, Manchin is a Koch brothers employee at this point, you know, and, and they're also both very narcissistic. So it'll, it'll save us the drama of them trying to hold up an infrastructure bill or, or, you know, God forbid an assault weapons ban, which Biden is going to try and do and which we desperately need in this country. And you'll probably be entertained watching this thing because there's very few comedians. You know, most people don't know this. I'm not the biggest fan of comedy, Ethan. <laughs> like, I'm honest with my audience. You know, it, it's not my art form. Like you, right. you know, I came to it from other avenues because I felt like I had something to say and it was the best medium to say it. I yep. love being funny. I love making people laugh. But I, my point is, as, as I'm sure, you know, you you know, we see a lot of comedians. You know, if you're a comedian, you see a lot of other comedians and that's good yep. and it's good for you. There's very few comedians who have bits that will stay with me that I remember. And Alonzo Bowden has a bit where he talks about he comes from a generation where there was dumbasses, you know, and if you didn't know anything, you wouldn't say anything. You know, two smart guys were talking and you're like, I'm just going to sit this one out, bro. And they'd be like, how come you ain't saying anything? Because I don't know shit, man. I'm going to listen this time, you know. And it points to a truth, right? Because the internet made everybody an expert on everything. Everybody feels like they have to comment on every little thing that they right. don't know anything about. And it harkened back to that time. And of that's, course- That's great. Right? It's a great bit. And Roy Wood Jr. is a legend. I mean, he, he yeah. makes me laugh every single time and he's, he's yeah. very smart on The Daily Show, but his standup, I've seen sets of his in Philly. He does a bit about like green juices at the club and stuff, <laughs> you know what I mean? How it's like, you know, $12 for a green juice. Like I won't do his whole bit, but it's just, it's, it's hilarious. And he yeah, also- I saw him in a tiny club here doing a, a set where he was really working it out. I was so impressed by him. Uh, he was, it was a, a show here in Brooklyn about eight years ago. And what I loved about him is he was such a pro. He was working out new material. It wasn't soup. It wasn't landing really hard, but he was really sticking with it just patiently you could feel him crafting it and you could see that it was going to end up being killer. And the audience loved him because he's so, he's so charismatic and so likable. So even when he's working something out, you're on the edge of your seat. Yeah. Which is, you know, great artist, which is, yeah, exactly. That's the real key of comedians. If like you would just show up and listen to him talk, you know what I mean? And, and right. that they have the sort of respect for the audience to do that. Cause it's yeah. people who don't do it, don't understand. Like, it takes a lot of guts to get up there and say something that you pretty much know is not going to work because because comedy <laughs> comedy is like you have to craft it you know it doesn't come out the way it ends up you know you have to realize oh it's too many words it's too confusing that you know you're you're basically playing these beats underneath you yeah. know the words and and you're trying to it's a process of like removing you know trimming the fat yeah, absolutely there's know? a lot of a lot of the game is just getting rid of all the gristle exactly which is the and there's here the the trick is there's only one way to do that like you can only do that walking that tightrope in front of an audience you can say it at home and write it at home and rewrite it you never know what you have until you get on your feet with it and uh Um, yeah i rec i recommend anyone who doesn't know roy wood jr well alonzo bowden also but go on netflix watch any of roy wood Junior's stand-up specials. The other great thing about him is he has a very particular voice. I don't just mean a voice as a writer and a point of view. I mean his actual voice, yeah. like a great, a great vocal quality. Just very funny. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's I, Tuesday night, seven p.m. Eastern. Tuesday night, seven p.m. Eastern on Zoom to help get 
Reverend Warnock, Reverend Senator Warnock, another term, um, and send uh, send Herschel Walker packing. Yeah, we need to get that guy out of here. We got we had some more time. We got another about ten minutes. Okay. Let's talk about the the intersection of comedy and politics. You know, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. I got invited to the White House in October. You know, <laughs> really? yeah, I got invited to the. They got in touch with me and 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 like some other progressive people on Twitter that sort That's of amazing. Yeah, well, have the same kind of like you know we're aligned. You know, with wanting Biden to succeed. I'll put it that way. So they right. reached out and a phone call and then they started looping me in on these emails. You know, they're, they're basically, they wanted to make available the same things that mainstream media gets, you know, that, that somebody from MSNBC or Time Magazine is covering the White House. You know, they get printouts, they get, they right. get bullet points, they get communication from the White House staff. They wanted to loop a certain amount of Twitter people in on that. I was uh-huh. lucky enough to be one of them. I was actually recording this broadcast and I got a call in the middle of it. And I said, this is the White House. I got to take this. And it was like, I think my listeners thought I was kidding. And then on Friday, I ended up at the White House and posted pictures. So Wait, so you were there. So it happened. Oh, yeah. No, I went down, dude. They, I, listen, listen to this, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. They invite us down. We, we get like a 45-minute like tour of the White House where we get to run around and do whatever we want. And take. They let me take selfies in the press room. Like I was like, are you? is this real? You know? And then we went in for a briefing and I can't talk about like the contents of that briefing because it was off the record, but our visit wasn't, but they basically, and I'll talk about it anyway, they basically just looped us in, you know, they had all the department heads come in and tell us, you know, what their achievements were, you know. Right. So sort of talking points that can then drip into comedy as well. That's it. Right, right. And allowing us to use our skills to sort of not co-opt our narrative, but to you know, the truth wasn't getting out, right? The, the right. NRA and the, and the Republicans and all these guys are so good at sort of waging cultural warfare and yeah. convincing their followers that like they have their best interests at heart. <laughs> nothing, bless you, nothing could be further from the truth, right? You, right? I went through Pennsylvania after this happened. So I spent a full day at the White House. I get armed with all the jobs numbers and the, you know, cutting the deficit in half and all these legitimate things that Biden has done that somehow wasn't being portrayed in the media, right? The media was saying it's going to be a red wave, it's going to be a bloodbath. And we were like, no, it's not. We're going to get the youth out to vote. We're going to get these tight races like in Georgia one, and we're going to continue this progress. So we had this full day of meeting and the meetings. And then I went basically on the road and was doing little videos in Pennsylvania, you know, where we won, right? We're sending John Fetterman there instead of Dr. Oz, <laughs> somebody as goofy as, as Herschel Walker and as much yeah. as a carpetbagger and a chaos agent, you know, and a Trump pick. So it was very interesting though, when I got these talking points and what I saw and began to see in places like Pennsylvania is these guys would show up at a new construction site, right? With a brand new pickup truck, breaking ground on a brand new project that's part of the infrastructure bill, which by the way, had a lot of like economic equality built into it, right? You Mm -hmm. couldn't get these federal funds unless you hired a certain amount of minority labor, right? It wasn't just going to go to the white guy who owned the construction company and hired his cousin Vito and everybody else. I don't know why I said Vito. (laughs) (laughs) Irish guys do construction too. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm going to get canceled by the end of this. But anyway, my point is they'd be there, but then they'd have like, you know, a let's go Brandon sticker and a, and a, and a AR 15 sticker in their windshield, you know, or on oh. the back of their pickup truck. And I'd be like, 
your new pickup truck, right? The fact that you're going to work, the fact that everybody's vaccinated enough to be out in the world again and not right. hiding from the latest surge is all due to Biden, right? But you think MAGA's got your back because they're appealing to you in this cultural way, right? right. Trump's not giving you that new construction project. He was running the economy into the ground and the deficit up you know, into the stratosphere, but they appeal you know, they appeal to this, these cultural things, these guys in the suburbs and exurbs that believe this stuff, that watch Fox News. And I do believe we were able to change the narrative and get the youth out and at least get the mainstream media to stop reporting so much on the red wave and to start acknowledging there was a lot of enthusiasm, right, in the Democratic That's Party. Because right. yeah. it became clear we were protecting democracy, right? That yeah. was the main thing that came out of these meetings. And I was on these war room calls every day they're out. It's like six so for two weeks. I was on a 12 noon call. Nancy Pelosi would join the call some days. Like it was very inspiring. And it was it was enlightening to see how much messaging is at the heart of all this. Right. Because the right. facts stand for themselves. Biden has a great record. If this was baseball, you'd be like the guy's batting 500. You know what I mean? The guy's like doing great. You know, it's it, is he, I don't even know anything about baseball. His ERA is great, or whatever you call it. You know, he's, he's got a, if it, he has many touchdowns. Right, many exactly. touchdowns. Right, right. But you know, unlike the least sports, you know, uh, literate guy. But uh, my point is, you know, on paper, he is doing a great job, right? Yeah. But it was the messaging, and I think, you know, comedy is very effective in that, as we discussed at the top of the show. Like yeah. you break it down for people. And I'll shut up in a minute, but here's an example. Like I got a talk, I got a printout from the White House recently on these stats. And one of them was that, you know, Pete Buttigieg at the you know, Secretary of Transportation through Biden's administration got $600 million refunded to people who had bought tickets during the COVID lockdown in 2020. And, and you know, the flight was canceled, the vacation to Hawaii and the airline never gave them back their money. This right. happened to so many Americans that it was over half a billion dollars of money oh my God. You know, that the airlines were sitting on. Pete Buttigieg got it back. Biden got it back. Like, do you think Trump would have gotten you a refund? Right. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? You think Trump would have been going after your money to make sure? No, he would have said, hey, give me half of that. You right. keep and, forever. And we'll, we'll keep it quiet. Absolutely. That's right. a really good point. Yeah. Um, right. So um, should I mention the event one more time? Yeah, I'll put it in the thing. I mean, they, okay, yeah, we'll put it in the thing. thing. Okay, Tuesday night, thing. Tuesday night, seven p.m. Please join us on Zoom to support Reverend Warnock, Reverend Senator Warnock, in his yeah. uh, runoff to. Uh, yeah, and tell him about what you're doing. Tell him about yeah. Your yeah. So I wanted to say before we go, I wanted to say. So I'm an actor, and like Noel said, we've done a lot of comedy together. Um, I had the pleasure of opening for you at a show in Cape Cod back in August, and going yeah. back in New York, we we did a lot of shows. Um, I'm also an actor. I, I do a lot of TV and I, I had a, a really good, um, after the pandemic was really slow, I then had a really good last, let's say, one year. I, I did, a, I shot a lot of different stuff. So a lot of the stuff that I'm in is going to be coming out soon. Um, some stuff on HBO Max. There's a show called Beloved on HBO Max. There's a, a movie with uh, Samuel Jackson and Uma Thurman called The Kill Room. Wow. I have a little, a little thing in that. Um, there's a, yeah, Anyway, you can look me up. Ethan Hershenfeld is my name. Look me up. You can see what, what's coming coming down the pike on, on the little screen and a little bit on the big screen. Yeah. But I do want to plug my book. I have a book, which is part of the most interesting project, possibly. Um, 
Here, let me go get it. I'll leave you, you got with it. I'll, t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell the audience about my friend Ethan. He's been on Boardwalk Empire. I'm getting, I'm getting my book. Right. He's got a comedy special where he talks about all the roles because he got typecast, you know, because you can see he, he's a very, you know, for those that are listening and not watching on YouTube, he's got a, a, a stern look. He looks like a heavy, you know, not like a bad guy, but he's got a lot of gravitas. So he ends up getting uh, cast in, in, in roles that are sort of like either a gangster, you know, or, you know, a tough guy. You look at him. Look at the guy. You know what I mean? Today is now. Today nice. is now is the book. This is the book that uh, that's me on the cover. But the, the, the pseudonym is Dr. Samuel Benjamin. What happened was this friend of mine, Ari Kagan, who's a director, a very funny guy. You might know him on YouTube. He has some very funny videos, including some sneaker videos. Look up Ari Kagan. Very funny guy. So he's directing me in this mockumentary where I play a therapist and a guru named Dr. Samuel Benjamin. And Ari had the great idea. He said, wouldn't it be good if Dr. Benjamin had a book? So I wrote the book. So this is on Amazon. You can get it. The book is called Today Is Now. The film is also called Today Is Now. It's a mockumentary. It's going to be coming out soon. We're editing it now. And it's a book of, it's 108 uh, life-changing pages. It's very important wisdom from a fake therapist, guru, and life coach played by me. It's called Today Is Now. Uh, I recommend it. It's guaranteed to change your life. It's guaranteed to change your life by $12 $12 if you get the hardcover and it will change your life by six if you get the paperback. Wow, that's it's a bargain too. It's a good holiday that's, gift, guys. If you're it's a very good holiday gift. Among the, among the most important nuggets of wisdom, there's a lot in here, um, but I'll just share one of my favorites. Dr. Benjamin says, they say look both ways before you cross the street. But I say, look a third way, look inside and ask yourself, do I really need to cross the street? Maybe things are fine right here on this side of the street. You never know. You might get hit by a car if you cross the street. So that's the sort of wisdom available to you. Uh, There it is. There's Dr. Benjamin with one of our dogs. I love that. Anyhow, today is now. That's awesome. Today is now, folks. You got to get it, man. Um, You're always doing interesting stuff. You know, that's, that's, that's what it's all about. You know, that's what it's all about. Lots of auditions. uh, And, uh, Occasionally I book them and uh, meanwhile, I'm writing some jokes. Did you see Stutz by any chance? Stutz, I don't know if I'm saying it right. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Didn't didn't you? I was like, as somebody who's been in therapy a lot myself, has done a lot of work on myself for a long time. I couldn't get up out of bed in the morning without the tools in my toolbox, folks. And these guys know that. I talk, I'm pretty open about my life on here. He was hitting some key points. I mean, that was the real stuff. If, 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 I don't, I can't think of anybody who wouldn't benefit from watching that, right? Even, I it, you know, right? Yeah, I thought it was great. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jonah Hill directing a documentary about his relationship with his own therapist named Phil Stutz. And uh, the guy's very charismatic. He's interesting. He has his own approach to things. Yeah. It reminded me somewhat of some of the stuff that we, we've done yeah. in, our, in our mockumentary. That's what I, that's <laughs> why I said it, because I was watching and I'm like, this is like Ethan's thing, you know? Yeah, the problem with like, taking a long time while you're editing or shooting something. Meanwhile, some other stuff comes out and people are like, wait a minute. That's- I know. And then my buddy's on a show that does a, a similar character. Uh, yeah. Michael Chernis plays a, uh, like a self-help guru on this Apple show that was very popular. Yeah. What is it called? Uh, Severance. 
Severance, exactly. Sorry, he was great in that. Similarly, my book was already out when that show came out. No, I know. I was like, oh god. I know. Everybody's gonna be like, oh, like Rickon or whatever. He's a good friend of mine. Him and his wife. He and his wife live in our town and stuff. He's 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 great. I know. He's always good. He's a very sweet, nice guy. And I know him. I know him from that series that they shot in Chicago, that thing that takes place in Chicago. I, I love that. When he played, when he was like the, the swinger wife and stuff. Yeah. yeah. He always get, he was on a show called Patriot too. Like this American oh. thing where he played this like ambassadors into the beastie boys. He always oh, has wow. these memorable characters going back to oranges of the new black. He went to Juilliard. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 I that's a good move. Good yeah. move. Go to Juilliard. Um, I went, I went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, which nice. is a big deal. And I'm proud of it. And my grandmother had gone there with Grace Kelly. So I had no choice wow. when I was studying acting. Most of my yeah. listeners don't even know that my background is acting. That's what I went to school for and trained in. And when, when I met you, you know, that's what I loved most about stand-up is I got on stage and I was trying to learn the new modality. And I'd done, you know, a lot of improv. At, I studied some stuff at UCB and I did improv, you know, in the 90s. But, uh, you know, everyone's like, stand up is different. Stand up is different. And of course it is because you're writing the material. But right. once it connected with me early on and you gave me some great advice, you, you helped me a lot. You know, I was stepping on my laughs, lowering the microphone. Right. Once I applied the technical notes and then realized, oh, this is like a monologue. Like my job is to be present and in the moment. And if I play moment to the moment, you know, with the audience, it'll at the very least be honest, you know? And if I strive for truthfulness, <laughs> That's all I can really do, right? You can't control whether people laugh. It's never my end game anyway. My game, your my goal is to my game. My goal is to like get people to think, you know, that like if I got five minutes, this is what I really want you to hear and take right. with you on the way home. Cause this is, yeah. you know, we're, we're in, you know, tough times as everybody knows. So, you know, I, I just want to pick up on what you said about truthfulness. That is the name of the game. It's the name of the game in the TV acting thing. All the auditions right. are about, they're looking and saying, is this guy believable in the role? That's the yeah. whole game. In stand-up comedy, it's the same thing. The audience has a 100% sniff test for someone exactly. bullshitting. Even if the joke or the story is not true, it has to have that feeling of, this is a real person up there giving me some truth. So, And then I want to just bring that back. If it's a little bit uh, tortured, but I'm going to bring it back to Georgia, to the runoff. You have two candidates in the runoff coming up next Tuesday. One of them clearly is a man of truth. He's a man of truth who has worked and he has served both in Ebenezer Baptist Church and in the Senate. And the other one is a man who is not a man of truth. He has his talents, he has his skills, but telling the truth is not one of them. So who do we want representing us? Let's keep this about truth. So that's the last word of truth I'll give you. That's an excellent point. We'll wrap up here in a minute, but what more could you say? I mean, that truth is what sets you free, right? Truth is what we were plagued with or a lack of truth, right? The, the last administration, mendacity was their thing, right? It was lying. Trump had lied 20,000 times by 2020 or something. You know, that's toxic, right? But alternative facts are toxic. Truth is the only thing that can sort of elevate us as a people. Learning the truth, right? The Republican Party now wants to reinvent education. In Florida, they don't want to teach the truth and the real history of the United right. States. They want to whitewash it to continue to hold power you know, and a minority holding power, right? The white sort of Christian male demographic is shrinking. And the only way they can hold on to power is to cheat and to lie. And that's the Georgia election is a, is a perfect example of that. You know, yeah. 
The guy doesn't even live in Georgia. He lives in Dallas. He, he filed his income taxes last year. He claimed his residence as Dallas. That is actually in violation of the law. Mark Elias, a great Democratic lawyer, just discovered this the other day. It's, you know, he, he's not even legally on the ballot. So talk about a lie. The whole, yeah. the whole thing is a fraud. And they're just hoping enough white guys vote for him because they're racist, you know? And Let's talk about that covering up the truth also. Uh, it just makes me think Trump doesn't want to release his tax returns. That's been, a, that's been a long fight. The Republicans in the House want to shut down the January 6th committee. Yep. They don't want to find the truth. The Republicans in Congress have fought for years to prevent research from being done on gun violence, yep. to actually prevent the knowledge that could then inform your opinion. They want to prevent the, st the statistics and the research from seeing right. the light of day. It's it's just it. So so let's vote for the truth. Yeah, that's good, a good good point. Good yeah, message. they they block the CDC from keeping records of, of mass shootings and gun deaths because it should be registered just like you drink aspartame. It gives you cancer. You know, right. so drinking tab or whatever. Tab yeah. is a throwback for my listeners. Half of them. Fresca. 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 Team Fresca. But no, it, it's so true. It all boils down to the truth. And, and just like in comedy, like you just said, Ethan, you want who that guy is on the street walking out on the stage. You can tell when it's an act and it's all heightened reality. That's what entertainment right. and drama is. Right. But you want the essence of who that person is. That's what you're going to relate to. And the GOP doesn't want you to see the essence of who these people are. Right. They didn't want you to see Trump's tax return because all his money comes from Russia because he sells cash apartments in Trump Tower to Russian oligarchs that are ripping off their own people and funneling the cash to, you know, New York and South Florida. I'm going to start ranting now, so I'll, I'll stop. But we couldn't have said it better. This is about the truth. This is the season of lights, right? We're coming into a time of year where it's very Amen. dark, right? It gets Preach. dark, right? Preach. It gets dark early, baby. It gets dark early. That's why we light a candle. That's why we put up Christmas lights. We're trying to raise the light out of the darkness. And that's what this election is about, right? Sending Amen. A, good, a good man who sent his, spent his life serving people. He's a reverend. He's a soft-spoken, intellectual guy who intimately knows the issues of the people he's representing and cares about equality and justice for all citizens of Georgia. The other guy... Herschel Walker will, if God forbid he was sent to the Senate, he won't, he will be a, first of all, he'll be replaced. My theory on that is they're using him as a placeholder. They'll get him into office and they'll be like, hey, you know, Herschel, we found 10 more babies, <laughs> you know, that, that you, you got to well, leave now and we're going to replace you with, you know, the last guy, we, you know, the Purdue, we're going to bring David Purdue back or something. And you can't say anything about it. Just quietly go off now. Because here's the thing. In Georgia, the governor gets to pick a replacement. Governor Kemp gets to pick the replacement if a senator has to leave, wow. not another runoff. So that alone is reason to get out and vote for Warnock. Wow. Um, all right, man. Noel, I'm a big fan. I'm a fan of your fans. I Thank really you. appreciate you letting me come on and, and uh, promote the Tuesday evening Zoom, 7 p.m. Eastern. Please join us. And... Uh, I appreciate you letting me plug my book. Today is now. See the movie when it comes out soon. Today is now. And uh, God bless. And, Thank uh, you, brother. God well, bless America. Thanks. Have a great holiday. I'm sure I'll talk to you. My listeners, check out my sub stack. It's Sunday. I write a, some, a sub stack every Sunday. I do a few a week, but Sunday is my big edition. So if you guys are listening, I'm heading off to write it now. 
and then nice. hopefully edit it and catch most of the typos. You know, I'm not, I didn't go to Harvard. I'm not like you, Ethan, you know? <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just share, here was, here was my, uh, my joke that I, my joke of the day. Um, I, I wanna become a Zen master so that I can have a lot of Zen servants. Nice. Thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> exactly. Well, All thank right. you, brother. I hope you had a good holiday. You down there in the Cape, it looks like, right? No, this is Brooklyn. This is Brooklyn with all the doggies. Uh, yeah. God, you got a nice house. Look at all those books. Yeah, all these books. Uh, you need to I get read. on Room Raider. You would do well on Room Raider with the dogs and the books. Oh, I'll check that out. Room Raider. Thanks. It was this thing on Twitter where they they you know ranked oh everybody. oh right, right, right they put out a book i was in their book actually they put oh, wow. out a coffee table book and i was in oh, it i'm the 10 out of 10 because of this fireplace i was thinking it was raider like raiders of the lost ark but it's raid the room it's like right. raid my room like right, right. yeah nice yeah room raider yeah <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> all right man all right brother thank Peace. you see you soon oh, you thanks a million here i'm just gonna okay. stop thank you see you guys i'll have a regular episode out later this week talk to you then be safe